You're listening to the Vineyard Community Church Podcast with Pastor Rick Francis. For more information, visit vccmountcomfort.org. Good morning. Is it a beautiful day or what? Man, it is absolutely gorgeous out there. I, the sunshine makes me happy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I've been praying off and on for four years for the healing of Margaret Fence. And as I got up this morning, as I get my sermon out, and I always put it at the top of my sermon, remember to pray for Margaret, and, and here of late, Kathleen, and, and these kind of folks. And this morning I thought, oh, I don't have any reminder to pray for Margaret because she doesn't need prayer today. <laughs> She's absolutely 100% herself and Kathleen too. So it's just wonderful. If you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians 1. In the midst of everything that's happening in our world, I thought, let's go back to some solid basics today. <laughs> I feel like, uh, let me just have Two eggs, bacon, some whole wheat toast. You know that wouldn't be me. I'd be an English muffin for those that, that are with me. Ephesians chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by the will of God, to the saints in Ephesus, the faithful in Christ Jesus, Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us to be adopted as his sons through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. To the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, in accordance with the riches of God's grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. Let's pray. Father, give us ears to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church, what the Holy Spirit is speaking to our hearts personally. We thank you that you're moving your body corporately, and you're moving us and maturing us and growing us as individual members personally. And we say thank you for that. And so, Lord, we bless you and we praise you. You are worthy. Amen. In this little passage, the, the preposition in is used over and over and over again. In. I think it's an important preposition. In Christ is, is used three times uh, between here and verse 14. We're only going to look at the first in Christ today. But with even within that, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine ends 
in this short eight verses. It's like, wow, I think we've got to understand something about it. So what does it mean to be in? You know, when you would come into the presence of the Lord, as they would pitch the tabernacle, there would be the outer courts, later known as the court of Gentiles. And, and in the outer courts, if you came into that, you could come so far. Then you could come into the inner courts, and as you came into the inner courts, you would see where all the different labor and the altars were and where sacrifices were made. And then you would come into the holy place. Now, when you were in the outer court, you weren't in the inner court. And when you were in the inner court, you weren't in the holy place. And when you're in the holy place, you weren't in the holy of holies. But to get to the holy of holies, you had to come into the outer court, the inner court. You had to come into the holy place. You had to come into the holy of holies. It's like this morning. You came to Vineyard Community Church at Mount Comfort. You pulled in the parking lot. You were on the grounds. You walked out of your car, you got up on the sidewalk, you came through the door. And with COVID, we still don't have a whole lot of friendly greeters, but we, we're still greeting each other a little bit. But you're in the lobby, you're in the foyer. You're not in the sanctuary. And then as we come and assemble and, and there's a worship team begins to play and we come, we're, we're in the sanctuary. But you know, you can be in the sanctuary and still not be fully in as the worship team gave us a wonderful, wonderful opportunity to come in this morning. You could come in to a place that I would just call the Holy of Holies. Come into a place of connection where the spirit of the Lord and your spirit are so entwined in oneness that you're worshiping and it's as though you're worshiping with all the inhabitants of the earth and heaven and we're worshiping the Lord. Now that's a pretty good end. And I thought, isn't it interesting on, on this day that he gives Ray Combs a, a vision that he's sitting here on his throne and, and just the beauty of his garments and he's openly receiving our worship and our love and the expression of our praise. I just thought, oh, isn't that, that's, that's in. That's, that's getting there. That's, that's coming into his presence. Now, I don't know where you are today. Your bunion may just be giving you fits. And as the presence of the Lord just fell and we're coming in, you know, you're, you're preoccupied and your focus is on that which is paining you. And, and all of a sudden, you're, 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 you're here, but you're not here. You're, you're in the sanctuary, but you're really not in full connection. There's no condemnation for that. But what we have to realize is that the, the invitation to end is, is one that there's always more of. We're always going to be invited more in than where we are. And when we come in and we think we have reached the pinnacle of connectedness, we haven't even scratched the surface. We've just begun. You know, there is so much more to the closeness, the connectedness, the oneness that we have in Christ. And as we have gone through this time of, of several deaths and griefs, and worship team, thank you so much. Worship just ministers to my soul and my heart and my spirit and even my body 
as we worship the Lord, it, there is just a renewing that takes place. There's a cleansing that takes place. I find that some of the ways that the enemy tries to get me to hold on to some of the angst of what sometimes we might be able to, to, to look at as failure or unsuccessful or anything, in the midst of his worship, in, in the midst of his presence, all that stuff just gets washed off. The enemy can't attach any condemnation to us or any shame or any sense of weakness, fail, failure, or any, any of that stuff when we're in his presence. Now, when something happens that in your estimation should not have happened, as human beings, our default mode is to go to blame. We gotta blame someone. We gotta blame something. We either blame ourselves because we didn't do something or we, we did something, <laughs> one, one or the other. We, we, we blame ourselves, we blame others, we blame the powers that be. We, we, we find that we're really quick to associate and place blame on someone when things don't happen the way they should. It's like, do you realize that you're, you're being set up by the world and by the kingdom of darkness, when you start doing the blame game, whenever you find that going off inside you, it's part because we're creating God's image and, and righteousness and, and, and truth and, and those things that are, are there. there. And when, it's, it, when it doesn't go the way it's supposed to, there is a reaction. But then to place blame, we go into the enemy's camp. And it's like, no, we can't blame. We've got to come into the presence and let his presence wash us of the spirit of blaming. And the spirit of just getting caught with our lack or our ignorance or our weakness, our inabilities. And we gotta just come and realize we're in Christ. And when we're in Christ, at whatever level we're in Christ, we have everything that we need not to follow the ways of the world, not to follow the ways of the kingdom of darkness. We don't have to go down those paths. We're tempted to, we're provoked to, possibly, but we can choose not to because we are in Christ. So let's look at what being in Christ, as we see in Ephesians chapter one. We give praise because of being blessed by the Father with every spiritual blessing in Christ. It's in the position of being in Christ that we begin to experience every spiritual blessing. There's, there's more blessings that I want to experience spiritually and naturally. I, I'll take blessing in any manifestation it wants to come. But it, the, the key is knowing that I'm in Christ. If, if I still think that the measure of my blessedness is based on my performance, my ability to uh, spend time in scripture and spend time in prayer and spend time in worship, and, and, and I get quickly from, from really good stuff, I get over to religious oughtness. And when I fall into religious oughtness, all of a sudden, who's getting the credit? I am, because I read more Bible than you did today. 
You know, and, and it, it's like, and all of a sudden the pride comes in and the spiritual blessings of being in Christ, we forfeit. Because now I'm in Christ, but I'm in Rick. Eh, let me guarantee you, you don't want to be in Rick. You want to be in Christ. And in Christ, there is absolutely unlimited spiritual blessings in the heavenly realms. I'm still pursuing this. This is my cutting edge. I'm wanting to see more. When uh, Ray told me her vision, I just thought, Lord, I've been asking you all morning. I want to see you. Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where are you? Where? I'm asking him all the time. I still, I'm not seeing the way I want to see yet. I don't have the clarity. I feel his presence. I know he's there, but I know that there's more there. And when I have a sister like Ray who sees, it just fills my heart with joy. I just think, this is so good. This is a confirmation. This is the truth that the Lord is here. We just have to have eyes to see. Lord, give me eyes to see. Would you want to see more into the spirit realm? You might see some demons, but guess what? <laughs> They're no cause for alarm because you'll see what the Lord's provision is for everything that the enemy's trying to do. You'll see his provision to turn it away. It's like, okay, yeah. So if we want to see more, Keep that hunger stirred in your heart. Allow the Holy Spirit to breathe upon that. One of the questions that I'm asking right now is just, Lord, I need more help. I need more help to see you. I need to be able to see you more clearly. Jesus, help me know where you are. Help me see how, what you're doing. If Jesus came and he saw what his father was doing and that was his direction on what he was supposed to do, and he heard what his father was saying, and that was his clue on what he was to say, guess what? We're to walk as Jesus walked. So it's Lord, help us to hear, help us to see, help us to know in your kingdom what your will is on earth as it is in heaven. So I love that. So we have all these spiritual blessings in Christ. One, we're chosen in him to be holy and blameless in his sight. It's not to be holy and blameless in our sight. It's to be holy and blameless in his sight. He's the one that labels us. We don't label ourselves. When we try to label ourselves, that's where we, we run into problems. But the fact that he chose us, he didn't choose you because you were the last one to be chosen for the team. Okay, we gotta take Chuck because he's the last one around. Okay, come on, Chuck, you can be on our team. No. <laughs> he chose us. He chose us before the creation of the earth. He had us in his heart. Oh my. He desired and he wants each one of us. In love, secondly, he adopted us as sons, as children through Jesus Christ. He wanted a family, and that's what we are. We're family. And what we need to, to realize that within the dynamics of family, we understand dysfunctional family really well in our culture. We, we need to understand heavenly spiritual family 
that's not dysfunctional. Why? Because we're listening to the same Father. We're watching the same Father. We have the same Lord. We have the same Savior. We have the same Holy Spirit, whether we're a child or whether we're a senior citizen. We have the same God. And that's what makes a functional spiritual family. He wants a family. And he goes on with these three little subpoints in accordance with his pleasure and will. Once again, it's his desire. He chose this because this is what he wanted. He could have had almonds instead of pecans, but he chose pecans. He chose you because he wanted you. Mm. To the praise of his glorious grace, he knew that in choosing us, he chose something that would highlight throughout the universe how glorious his love and grace is. It just kind of brought it out in bold relief that the grace of the Lord God is beyond our imagination. It is infinite. And thirdly, <laughs> that he's freely given us that grace in the one that he loves. So as we continue to abide in Christ, we find that that incredible, glorious grace continues to be poured out into our lives. Thirdly, we see that in him we have redemption through his blood. That's a pretty good end. In Christ, in him, we have redemption through his blood. Our sins are forgiven in accordance with the riches of his grace. Hmm. Once again, grace. Glorious, rich grace that he lavishes on us with wisdom, all wisdom and understanding. Wow. And so in Christ, we see the love and the grace of the Father coming to us through the Son. We have been chosen. We have been adopted as a family. We have been redeemed so that we now stand before him in his sight, blameless. This last Thursday, in my daily connection, anybody see the daily connection? Okay. Some of you did. Okay, good, good, good. One of the members of our family were in the daily connection. I began it with Psalm 91. He says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. And as I read that scripture, I shared in the Daily Connection, uh, my, my, my dog, Chewy, our dog, Deb and I's dog, Chewy. Ooh, good recovery. He's already been to level one dog training. Yeah, he's not the sharpest in the group. So now he's at level two dog training. We said he was going after his master's degree. He got his undergrad first. Now he's going after his master's degree. And as we, as we take him back there, uh, Brittany, our dog trainer, is talking to me and says, well, we're going to teach him place. So that when you're at home and someone comes to the door, they ring the doorbell, and you know, Halloween would have been a good night to have this lesson in place, but we didn't. And the dog goes berserk. You just say, place. Chewy, place. And he'll go to that designated spot and he will lie 
until you tell him that he can get up. And how do you tell him when he can get up? You say place, and then you say stay. And then when it's time for him to be able to move, then you say, free dog, you're free, and then he can move. Do we have a picture of Chewy yet? Where's Chewy? There's his place. It's on the love seat. It's kind of hard to see. He's, he's dark brown. And as, we were, as I was hearing my dog trainers say this, I'm just thinking, boy, that's kind of what the Holy Spirit's been teaching me. <laughs> he's been teaching me, you know, when, when everything's going crazy and chaos is going on and emotions are, are being swung this way and that way, it's like the Holy Spirit just says, Rick, go to the place where you are connected with Jesus. And so I just said, Holy Spirit, take me to a time when I felt really, really close to Jesus in my memory. And he took me to that place. And that's a wonderful place. And now that the Holy Spirit has taken me to that place, I can go to that place anytime I want now. When there's chaos going on here and all this kind of stuff and indecision, upheaval, I can just say, place. <laughs> and I go to the place where I have experienced the, the incredible presence and comfort of Jesus. And when I go there, I am there. I feel all the emotion. I feel it all. Would you like to go there? I'd like to take you to my place because my place is so amazing. I'm sure he can't do that for anybody else but me. Not. Nah. So invite the Holy Spirit to show you the place where you feel the closeness, connectedness with Jesus. That needs to be your place, especially when the enemy's trying to blindside you and you're getting hit and you don't even know that you, you were in, within range. You need to know to, how to go to place and you stay there. So I thought, well, my dog trainer, she's a cute little gal. Uh, been with her now two weeks, first round, second round. I thought, I'm going to show her our daily connection. So Friday I go in, I show the daily connection because I want her to know that, you know, she's training me as well as Chewy. Um, I'm learning, and, and, as, and as I do that, she hears me use Psalm 91, verses 1 and 2, and she goes, <gasps> Those are the verses that brought me back to the Lord. Those are the verses that when I was just doing everything, going this way and doing that and doing the other stuff, all this, and I, I knew I wasn't, I wasn't doing right. I, I knew I need to come back. And I came back to the church and I asked the pastor, I said, I need something. And he gave her Psalm 91, 1 and 2. And so she was so excited. She loved the, the devotional. She loved Chewy and, and all that but it was just amazing. And I thought, isn't that interesting? In a time like this, we need to know in. We need to know place. We need to know where our foundation is in our rock. But we need to know where we connect with the Lord in a tangible way. Because the Lord says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Uh, Jesus says, I'll be with you to the end of the age. Folks, the age hasn't ended yet, so he's still with us. 
He's not dead and he's not in heaven. He's the living Lord. He's everywhere. He's in heaven. He's here. We need to understand that we need to move toward ends so that we can be aware of his presence. If it's through sight, wonderful. If it's through impression, fine. Wherever it is, we need to be allowing that to be the cutting edge where the Holy Spirit is leading us and growing us and maturing us. Because I think these are the best days ever. I think, I think we have an opportunity to see authentic revival, a move of God take place like we've never seen. I believe we're, we're there. It's not like it's coming. I think it's here. And it's like, okay, let's start moving in. Let's start getting intentional. Let's stop losing our joy and our peace just because somebody cuts us off or the enemy side swipes us with a, a fear, an anxiety, something. Let's, let's get focused and let's press in Christ. Let's press into Christ and see what happens. So I'm going to throw you a curveball today. I'll end with reading the passage once again in the New Living Translation. Gotcha. Here's how the New Living Translation, beginning at verse 3. How we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. Long ago, even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. His unchanging plan has always been adopted, has been to adopt us into his family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. And this gave him great pleasure So we praise God for the wonderful kindness he has poured out on us because we belong to his dearly loved son. He is so rich in kindness that he purchased our freedom through the blood of his son and our sins are forgiven. He has has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. Amen. Father, we thank you for all that you've done, all that you're doing, and all that you're going to do. We acknowledge that you're not bound by time and space, and nothing catches you by surprise. And so it's with the peace of being in that place in Christ with you, where we connect with your living presence that showers us with peace and joy and righteousness, the fruit of your kingdom and we rest in you today. And so continue the good work that you began the day we said yes to Jesus. Continue to grow us and to mature us and release a fresh anointing, Lord. Where we've experienced you at our highest, Lord, we say let that be our our floor and let us start moving up Father, the the greatest worship set that's ever been put together, and that's just the floor. That's the starting point. Take Take us deeper into worship than we've ever known. Father, where we've done program evangelism, I say, Lord, take us to the next level evangelistically. 
Give us words of knowledge. Give us uh, the ability to see what you're doing and just follow your lead. Let us hear your voice. May we speak words that are filled with life, that bless, that bring honor to the glorious grace of the, Jesus, of the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you for today. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. To receive more audio content from The Vineyard, click the subscribe button in iTunes.